We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service, like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jacob Niffin. Today, I am joined by Taylor. What's up, friends? A happy short work week. Yeah, hey, uh, it's a real short work week for me. Yeah, Call me yeah. <laughs> Good point. Well, Good actually, point. like, my kids just, my, my students just took the AP exam, so I literally oh, just got I done, and I, I got their responses today, and I read a few of them. Nice, nice. Well... As uh, I just said, that other voice is Kamiar Morabian with us tonight. Yeah, we were talking about this pre pre podcast, but for those that have never like used one of these things, I, I was talking <laughs> about like using this like this altitude mask, where basically like you just put it on your face, and like with these little knobs, it restricts the amount of airflow that you can breathe in uh, during a workout, and so it's like basically sucking air through a straw to sucking air through like one of those little coffee stirrer things like the little <laughs> tiny little straws <laughs> and, like, so like doing like lifting weights or something it's fine because you can focus on breathing and other things because you're not physically like running but running like on a treadmill or outdoors is exhausting like i thought i might pass out 
and it was fun though. It was uh, terrifying, but it was fun. I thought it was gonna black out. I was gonna say, I get yeah, like at least you didn't black out. And then later, I text I text Jake as soon as I got home. I was like, "Hey, the mask was really good. Uh, my lungs are on fire because my lung, I've never had to try. I've never had to focus on breathing that hard in my life. I really need to do that because I am like in terrible running shape. Like at the beginning of quarantine, like I've been working out fairly regularly, and so I felt like lifting weights and stuff. But like I incorporate some kind of cardio, like uh, like lunges and stuff on leg day, and yeah. uh, just in general, like I just you go know, for you, a jog you, or something. It's a workout. Yeah. Right. So um, Summer and I went on a jog, on a jog, and she was like running circles around me. It was pathetic, and it's only like ten times worse since the beginning of quarantine now. So uh, needless to say, I'm very happy my gym opened back up today and uh, was able to get in and get some social distancing lifting in. Yeah, <laughs> gotta and do something man it's just like oh my gosh like it was it was just exhausting and i just that's cool know, though i need to look into it like my lungs are on fire well and also i think that they like lungs are on fire <laughs> i think it comes like a filter like an air filter too like it'll filter yeah. out yeah um, you can like, like goddamn coffee like filter allergens and yeah. Uh, and virus yeah <laughs> yeah 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 all right, guys. Well, before we jump into our redraft tonight, I wanted to touch a little bit. We were talking a little bit pre-pod on this, and we had tweeted about this as well. But on a... Jimi Hendrix, homie? Oh, dude, that <laughs> blew my mind when I saw that picture. He looks like Jimi Hendrix. That was a really good uh He's got like the side. fro going and the mustache. and I think you're mildly being racist and saying all black people look alike. <laughs> He uh, he yeah. looked very similar to Hendrix to me, so I hope he does not shave. I hope he just rolls up to Disney World just looking all haggard. I'm here for it. <laughs> like, but no, on, on a Mub- recent – sorry, Mubarak. go ahead. Is it Ibn Mubarak because of uh, the holiday? No, yeah, so there like you maybe, go, maybe, maybe yeah, he just go. didn't. Maybe he just didn't shave because of it. Again, he'll shave soon because yeah. that looks disgusting. And – I'm going to make myself sound ignorant here, but that's okay. What else is new? (laughs) I I didn't even think about this. Isn't Ramadan coming up really soon? (laughs) Or did it just end? It just ended. It just ended, dude. I couldn't remember. That's why everybody's eating all. That's why Ennis Cantor and everybody else in Dennis Schroeder. That's why they're all eating like crazy. Well, I always forget because Ramadan (laughs) falls on the lunar calendar. Yep. Not on like the the Western calendar. And for our uncultured swine, it means uh, you don't. It, what they do is, especially it's especially really harsh for NFL athletes. But they don't eat or drink while the until sun like, is up. Yeah. yeah. So well, when the sun is down, they like have to gorge themselves. So, like when like you have there's there's I can't remember what twins are in, in the NFL. They like, yeah, really big like. Like but re- really they, nice feasts. They're yeah, they just have feasts, to. But... They have to gorge themselves full of protein of eggs and Gatorade and water. Um, in the morning, morning, morning before the sun is up, to have like NFL two days and like Ennis Cantor when the playoffs mm-hmm. were happening last year, mm-hmm. he couldn't yeah, drink the water was, or the Gatorade. So a, a lot of these guys they don't shave. Uh, they of course they don't eat uh, during the day. So and if if you're ever wondering like well, what about the kids? Like they give kids the food during the day, but like that must be torture. Just some of the parents preparing the food that do it. But yeah, you got to make it, the food, but you can't eat it. They do it at religious purposes. So if they're that dedicated to be good Muslims, then they probably don't care about it. Well, because I was thinking a while uh, a couple years ago at the World Cup. Um, the the Algerian team I think had mm-hmm. progressed past group stages, but it was in the middle of Ramadan. So I was yep. wondering, like, I just couldn't remember. Is that the year been... the USA beat Algeria? 
I can't remember. That's Landon Donovan. That was a long time ago. They were but good. So I was like, man, what if the NBA fires back up and then guys like Ennis and and Homie oh. and, and other players can't it's all done. Like, eat. Oh. So, but anyways, rough. all right, so on a recent episode of <laughs> All the Smoke podcast, uh, Bradley Beal was on. and It's a great podcast, ta- by the way, with Matt Barnes, right? Yep, Matt Barnes and uh, Steve. Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson. He's the go. one that said he was going to. Come in a buck his mouth. Yes. <laughs> okay. Just making sure we're on the same page there. Yeah, um, right. Brad Beal talked about how on his draft night, which is actually the redraft that we're doing tonight, 2012, that he had only worked out for like five teams. And he knew he wasn't going number one. Anthony Davis was going to go number one. But they were pretty confident he was either going to go two to Charlotte or three to Washington. And so on draft night in the in the draft room or whatever, his agent told him that he might be going to Oklahoma City. And it turns out that Washington and Oklahoma City were in talks that night yep. to try to get James Harden to Washington and get Brad Beal to Oklahoma City. That's crazy. Super interesting. Also, now I obviously James gets traded in yeah. October, just a few months later during the OU Notre Dame game. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It was OU Notre Dame. Now I did not realize that they were trying to trade Harden as early as, what is that, like three weeks after the Thunder got bounced from the finals? Yeah. Like what, yeah. July? That would have been... Yeah, because yeah. cause this draft was late June, and the Thunder finished yeah. the, the finals like June 10th. I was yeah. going to say, or mid-June. So it was, it was yeah, just a few Man, months. 2012 in June, I was 20. Yeah. It, it's wild old, to think man. about. We're getting but, old. Yeah. I, uh, I, didn't, I knew... That the Thunder tried to trade James Harden in October to get Beal and to get Clay, and ended up doing the Houston deal because they couldn't get Beal or they got Clay. The worst Thompson. one out of all both teams. Yeah, yeah, pulled out. But they I got, they not, got Steven Adams out of it. But geez. Yeah, I I, I was not aware that they were trying to make a deal for Bradley Beal on draft on night, draft which night. really surprised me. Okay, me too. And I, we were all talking about this again before the podcast. But um, you know, there's a lot of people on Twitter like, "Oh, we already knew this," and like. Uh, call me I even mentioned that although not in that tone <laughs> but he was like don't didn't we already know this um but I think you're right Jacob but I think people are referring to is we heard rumors that uh, kind of like the Clay Thompson deal with Golden State that uh OKC had been in talks with Washington about Beal which is but I, I didn't know like you said that it was on draft night as well which means that they were a like you said uh, shopping Harden even earlier than October which makes me wonder like it, was it really a contract extension disagreement or maybe like they already were having disagreements at that point which makes sense um but also if they've been interested in bradley or they were interested in bradley beal for a long time well um, you also gotta to get him on draft night bradley beal coached by billy donovan down I in know, florida that, yep that billy Presty and donovan had a have had a relationship for a very long time now and i've read that billy was down that was the lockout season if you remember oh and yeah. where the season didn't start till like early december i think yep we only played 50 something games that season mm-hmm. that was th- during that lockout period sam presti was down in gainesville hanging out with billy donovan watching the gators Smoking practice so he, newbies. <laughs> he got a lot of like up close looks at bradley, at bradley bill. bill that's a good that makes so, me sad man because i know because Harden, he needs the ball in his hands. But you look at a guy like Clay, who like his best attribute the last few seasons was scoring volume without actually dribbling the ball. Yeah. And Bradley Beal, who can do the same, but is more of a slasher and not a guy that needs the ball in his hands like a Russ or like a Kevin Durant. But also, could what like could have the, been? Yeah, it could be a six man. 
And also, oh, no. Deke, also but... both these guys play defense, and James does not. True. Brad Beal is like I an ideal fit next to Russ and KD. That would have been so funny. He, he and Clay Thompson could... just slams back beers like after games. <laughs> like he would yeah. so fit with Stephen Adams like in Oklahoma. But yeah, it, if, but if you make that deal, you don't get Stephen Adams. Yeah. So the the one thing for me, the the <laughs> crazy. Um, God, what show is it from where the gif of the guy smoking the cigarette with Jif? <laughs> I've heard both. I'm sorry. Right, no, sure. it's a gif, but anyways. <laughs> the 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 gif of the guy smoking the cigarette and he's like waving his hand and he's got his arms up near the the, the bulletin board with all the, the ropes and the, the string going everywhere. What are you talking about? I was gonna about? say I'm not sure I know this one. I'll tweet it I'll tweet it out and you'll know exactly no, what I'm talking about. No, I I feel nope. like I'm this guy, that guy right now. But <laughs> oh, you're talking about oh my god, okay. Oh, I know, I know what you're talking about. The, you're talking about detective uh, looking board yeah, with all the it's the it's always sunny in Philadelphia, right? Yeah, yes. it's almost always sunny. Yes. Thank yeah, you. okay. Um, so <laughs> I was like, in, what is this guy talking about? In 2012, Presty tried to trade up into the top three so he could get Brad Beal. In 2013, Presti tried to trade up into the top three. He's going to trade up into the two. top three in 2020 with all those draft picks. Yeah. So, so. But in 2013, he tried to trade top three to get Vic Oladipo. True. Well, yeah, in 2020, there's Edwards, a top 20 guy that, yeah, Anthony Edwards, who has been comped to Vic and to Brad Beal. I'm just saying. He's I like be ultra surprised. athletic. It's really fun to watch him at Georgia. He's Georgia, super Georgia, athlete. Georgia, I wonder how much Georgia paid him to go there because Georgia oh, sucks. A lot of money. <laughs> Georgia lot of sucks money. so bad. So kudos to uh, yeah, Anthony for thriving before uh, the NCAA tournament was canceled. And, I feel like yeah. Edwards could be one of those guys, kind of like a uh, Kevin Porter Jr., who like was just freakishly athletic, uh, yeah. but kind of just – college came or even ben simmons for that matter i remember everybody so high on ben simmons coming out of lsu and i was like i watched him and that his one year at college was nothing super impressive but those guys just kind of coasted throughout that first year of college because they were just ready to be in the league i feel like anthony edwards could be one of those guys not to take us off topic but uh but yeah that'd be really fun kevin uh, o'connor of the ringer comped um comped anthony edwards to victor oladipo uh wait a more athletic Victor Oladipo slash Dion Waiters, and I was like, "Oh God!" Oh yeah, man, this is my he, wet he's, dream. <laughs> he's a little bit smaller and thicker, but he's incredibly athletic. He's got some True. bounce, man. Yeah, and he, he, like, create, he he plays head he above the rim. His own shot. He's got some pretty court I, hey, vision too. So guys, would you, would you rather you know, have? Would you rather have Denny? Denny? Uh, what is it? Avdia. Would you rather have Denny Avdia, who we have a nickname for him in the Slack, or <laughs> would you rather have? Uh, the Anthony, Anthony Edwards. From, I'd rather uh, have Anthony Edwards. Definitely. I would too. I think definitely. he's more. For this I, I love. I love Denny. Going forward, I love Denny. Um, if I you love have Denny's pick too. five, six, or seven, I I would Grand take Avdia. But if you have pick one or two, I would take Anthony Edwards in a heartbeat. I agree. Trust I me. Think, I've already I've already thought through the branding. I'm gonna on go this. to. I'm gonna go he's to Denny's Thunder, tomorrow. Thunder Shea is lightning, like because of their styles of play we can make t-shirts like i've already got it all planned out right so just leave me alone <laughs> it's got to happen now speaking of okay. existence you just need dort to keep on living on and there you go god hey. if you had dort and anthony edwards on the same team just would no, fly around the court no you don't want you want denny's <laughs> and then after each thunder win we can go to denny's to celebrate i haven't been to a denny's in years well look because right, we're going tomorrow th- pal Let's get started on the. That's one place I didn't shut down during quarantine. Denny's. <laughs> the 2012 NBA originated. lottery redraft is it what we're like doing tonight. 
Um, so just to reacquaint our listeners with this draft so they know what kind of what we're talking about, this is the draft that Anthony Davis went number one overall. Um, Brad, we mentioned earlier Brad Beal was in this draft. Uh, this is the Damian Lillard draft. This draft was the Jeremy Lamb draft where the Thunder uh, traded for him just a few months after this draft. Uh, the Thunder actually got Perry Jones the third with a 28th pick in this draft. Uh, Draymond Green went 35th. So, so that's the draft we're doing. Now, surprisingly enough, no lottery trades, no trades within the top 14 picks on draft night. So we're just going straight through the picks as the order they were selected. That's actually really interesting. Uh, I yeah. feel like that's one of the firsts for one of these that we've been doing. Definitely. So the, the draft order tonight, Taylor will be drafting first. Ooh. I have second. Kamiar has third. And here are the order of teams. Pick number one goes to New Orleans. Number two is to Charlotte. Washington has three. Cleveland has four. At five, we have Sacramento. Six, we have Portland. And seven, Golden State. Eight, we have Toronto. Detroit at nine. New Orleans at 10. Portland again at 11. Houston at 12. Phoenix at 13. Milwaukee at 14. Um, All right, with that being said, let's just dive in and go ahead and get started, guys. Taylor? You are on the clock selecting for the New Orleans Hornets. New Orleans Hornets. I was going to say, um, when I went on the good old Google machine to refresh my mind on the 2012 season, uh, like Comair says, pretty crazy, like thinking back. It doesn't feel that long ago, but then I realized I was a junior in high school going into my senior year, and I feel old as you know what. Um, But New Orleans Hornets, not yet the Pelicans. They finished the season 21-45, which was dead last in the Western Conference. Therefore, they had the best odds of getting the number one pick, and they were successful in doing so. They actually have a really interesting roster. Uh, Some names that I I hadn't really heard in a while, and also some uh, pretty decent stats that they put up. Their starters consisted of Jarrett, or I guess, sorry, my starters, consisted of Jarrett Jack. 16 points, 4 rebounds, and 6 assists as a starting point guard that that, the 2011-2012 season, which is interesting. Kind of a peak prime Jarrett Jack, I guess you could say. Marco Bellinelli, a shooting guard, a a sharp shooter, really known for his time. If you fast forward uh, with the Spurs and some of the impact he had on those teams, but 12 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. Trevor Ariza played small forward for oh, this, I forgot for this Hornets team. Me too. 11 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Jason Smith, I don't really remember as much, but 10 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist. He's a big old white guy. Yeah, that's always, I, 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 was, I kind of remember that. And I feel like, did he play for the Nets at one point? <laughs> he uh, might have, I can't up. remember. Anyway, uh, Chris Kamen was a name I had not heard in years. And uh, he was their starting center. Put Kamen. up a respectable 13, or Kamen, thank you. <laughs> you guys know how good I am Kamen. with names. Chris Caveman. <laughs> Kamen. Caveman. Came in uh, everywhere. <laughs> God dang. <laughs> Call me on a roll. Uh, but he averaged 13 and 8. But anyways, off the bench, uh, really the name that stuck stuck out to me was uh, Aminu. Uh, a small forward. I didn't realize he was still playing with the – or he was playing with the Hornets at this point. But Eric Gordon obviously obviously was their sixth man. Um and funny enough, was actually their highest scorer, averaging 21 points per game. So uh, Xavier Henry out of Kansas – on the bench, didn't play a whole uh, lot. Xavier Henry out of Putnam City West High School. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. He played and then, then he went to Kansas with Bill Self. Uh, he was he was committed to Memphis until Calipari left Memphis to go to uh, Kentucky, Kentucky that year. I forgot about that. That's a good good call. A local. And then uh, Lance Thomas, former Thunder player, was also on this team. So all that to say, uh, some okay players, but obviously they aren't going to do anything. Um, this is a team who's just really going to go with the most talented player on the board and it's pretty obvious who that is 
even if he may, uh, spoiler alert, may leave the franchise later on in his career. I'm ready for to, to put my pick in, Jacob. With the first pick in the 2012 draft, the New Orleans Hornets, soon-to-be Pelicans, will pick the same player that they took originally, Anthony Davis. Pretty obvious why. <laughs> yeah. You, at number one overall, you take the best available. Charlotte tanked this year in hopes of getting Davis and then didn't win the lottery. Um, Dave, Davis is hands down the best player in this draft, and mm-hmm. there's some good players in this draft. He's really a good basketball player. You know, They're speaking of which, good. I'd like – it, it, there's not a whole lot of like stars or superstars on this list outside of AD and maybe another player that we'll get into here pretty soon, but uh, or two other players we'll get into here pretty soon, but the rest are like really solid role players. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's move on to pick number two because that one was was uh, a really easy number one overall pick. Oh, yeah. This one's number more fun. Two over, number two pick, the Charlotte Hornets. I will be selecting for Charlotte, and – we have an interesting team. So we started DJ Augustine, Gerald Henderson, Corey Maggette, Tyrus oh. Thomas, and Bismack Biombo this past year. Biombo. Uh, but we have some players that we're pretty high on. Uh, Gerald Henderson is an interesting player for us. Uh, Corey Maggette played well for us. But we're really excited about this young point guard that we have in Kemba Walker. He played off the bench mm-hmm. for us this year, but we think he's going to be good moving forward. Uh, so we're really excited about him. Besides that, our depth isn't that great. And in looking at who's on the draft board, you know, we're we're high. We like defense. We're high on defenders, nice. uh, long guys. But there is a clear number two in this draft that we feel like we need to take, and we are ready to make our selection. Mm. With the Hit. second overall pick in the 2012 draft, Pair Damien and uh, and Kimba, you coward. There you go. Uh, the Charlotte <laughs> Hornets are going to select Bradley Beal. Oh, boo! We want Dame. We want wow. Dame. Wow. Why do you hate? Why do you hate Hindsight, MKG at two was so bad. I can't believe that. That's, well, I, I can because there's a lot of players in hindsight that is really bad. Do you yeah, think there? Anthony Cor- Bennett. Do you think that Corey Maggette could open his own spaghetti shop? Oh yeah, the spaghetti spaghetti. There you go. Bombing uh, on a sweater already. Spaghetti. That's what I'd call it. I mean, I went to Johnny Carino's the day with my my dad and it's garbage now. <laughs> it's bad. I'm not going to be I'm going to uh, be honest. It, I think spaghetti spaghetti pro- would probably be better. But so I just like <laughs> thinking about the idea of Kemba and Brad Beal as your backcourt of the future for Charlotte. I think that's the right um, pick. I was just teasing you. But, yeah, uh, no. With, with, with those two as your backcourt, uh, I mean, that's a hell of a one-two punch. Brad Beal is a really good defender, and then you fill in the auxiliary pieces around them, but that's kind of what you focus on moving forward instead of what did dropping they see Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. What did they see in him? Not not shot making yeah, ability. Yeah, just the defensive potential. I, like, I, think. I think his athleticism stood out to a lot of teams. If I remember right, terrible. It is. Yeah, I think you take the more complete like, player. Holy crap! The top the top seven picks, one, two, two and a half of them aren't that great. Ooh. No, totally agree. Well, Kamiar, you have a chance to fix that right now as <laughs> you are on the clock for the Washington Wizards. Oh man, the Wiz. The Wiz, they're such a fun team. They had John Wall before he's slipping inside his house and like on like little Hot Wheels and tearing his ligaments. And they had Trevor Booker when he was good. 
They had Kevin Kevin Serafin, who's an un, who's an underrated actually, and Richard Lewis, who isn't that bad. Uh, and then they had a whole bunch of crap. Uh, remember when Jan Vesely was supposed to be a good player, and he just turned out to be nothing. The big old white guy. Yep. Um, and then Shelvin Mack actually like played pretty well as a backup point guard in Utah for a couple of years, and he's a pretty good backup point guard for Orlando for a couple of years too, I believe. Um, but yeah, their team sucks, man. Uh, Jordan Crawford, who like he's not Jamal Crawford; it's the other Crawford, the one that yeah. sucks. He was averaging fifteen three and three on this team, so they're just not a good team. Uh, they really don't have much available to you like they, they really have no scoring john wall wasn't a score okay he wasn't an outside shooter yet jordan crawford's the best outside shooter you have and he's not the best and then you have no wing help on on the four small forward trevor booker's a traditional four andre blatch they played at the four not the five and kevin seraphin they, they, they need a lot of things they need a shooting guard. They need wings, and they need bigs. Uh, so there, there's they a lot. They need all. They need they need everything but a point guard right now. <laughs> they need so, basketball uh, players. <laughs> so yeah, they just need basketball players. So I think the Washington Wizards are ready to make their selection. With the third pick in the 2012 NBA draft. The Washington Wizards select Damian Lillard and pairing John Wall and Dame in the same backcourt to be incredibly dynamic and have lots of fun in buckets. I love it. You've got to worst case scenario, you you can trade one of them down the line. Right. It's like it's like the crappier version of Russ and Harden. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Except yeah. John Wall actually plays defense, so there's that. It actually, been... both these guys actually play defense, so that's actually fair. You take some, yeah, you, you take some, you leave some with uh, Russ and Harden because they don't play two bunch defense, but any of these guys do. So that's that's so intriguing to me. Like you obviously have to take the best player there, and that's the correct pick. But like Dame and and John Wall just have such different games. Where John Wall is just. Right, at least early on, before, prior to this injury, he was relied so heavily on his athleticism and, and talent. Where Damian Lillard is so flashy and plays around the perimeter, yeah, and skill. It just it's which so like athleticism would, versus skill. Would which Dane one would be more into a fun? Spot up shooter. Would Would you want to watch? Would you want to watch more John Wall in his prime with Damian Lillard in his prime, or would you rather watch McCollum and Lillard in their primes together? Like we already know, oh, we've seen, we already seen that. I, I kind of want to lean Damian and John Wall just because of the like. Like if John Wall potential. never got injured in on like on like really and gained a lot of weight and flashed gang signs and did dumb crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, the yeah, John and I think Wall. I kinda wanna say John, John Wall as Wall. well because I haven't seen that where I have seen the other pairing. I mean, yeah. but you saw John Wall in Bradley Beal and yeah, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is a better ball handler and a better like clutch three point shooter, but I mean, there's there's not a massive gap between. Okay, here's a fun question. Dame I don't mean Beal to get us too off too track much. here, I mean, but of those four players, Dame, McCollum, Beal, and Wall, all at their prime, which one's the best? I'm Ooh. taking Lillard because he's the most clutch. He's made yep. the most clutch baskets. Like and like as a Thunder fan, you should know that. But also like he did it to the Rockets. He's done it to so many people as far as just being clutch. And uh, I mean, like he can gripe all he wants about not making All Star games and. I actually agree with him about not playing games in July or whenever the hell they actually play these games. But I think Damian Lillard is ahead of all these dudes, um, just knowing what they have today. I mean, I agree with that. And like again, hindsight twenty twenty. But 
durability factors that's into this why i'm as well. surprised you chose bradley Beal too because i think damian lord's the better player it, it basically sure? is like it, it comes down to do you want to try and do you want to gamble on that backcourt like do you think dame can play with these other point guards uh, and it's just fascinating to me like it just it would be really fun to watch it and could have just at the end of the day the you can just play the warriors on wall yeah, tr- yeah, right, yeah. exactly. That, and that was my thing with, with your pick, Kamiar. You take Damian Lillard, and if they're both good, but they can't coexist in the same backcourt, you trade one of them and, and you recoup your assets. You're going to get point. nearly uh, you know, full value for either one of those well, guys, especially in a rookie deal. You would, you, would ex- you would expect that, but, I mean, it didn't really work that well for the Thunder and other players. So, Yep. All right, well, let's move on to pick number four. Taylor is selecting for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I am. And this one's a, this one's a little bit tough. So the Cavaliers, they finished uh, 21 and 45 this season, which was, or this past season, which was uh, 13th in the East. So obviously not great. However, the reason they weren't the absolute worst was because of this, this second year player who is going into his third year named Kyrie Irving. We uh, really are excited about this kid. He's given us a little bit of He's hope. He's pretty good. Hope post uh, the decision. Uh, it's been a little rough around Cleveland the past couple of years, but um, with, with LeBron's departure, we're very excited about Kyrie and what he can bring to the table. And uh, I think we're, we're ready to build around him. Outside Damn. of that, we don't have a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of options. We have Omri Caspi, uh, I can never pronounce his name. Um, and Anton Jameson, which is really funny. It's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Averaged 17.6 rebounds and two assists. Was uh, fairly decent, but probably won't stay in the league for too long. Uh, you got Verjal. Haven't heard his name in a while Woo! either. And then uh, another young guy named Tristan Thompson as a backup center is what he's listed at. 8.7 rebounds, one assist. And uh, yeah, he probably back during his time when he was dating the Have Kardashians. Have you seen Khloe Kardashian? Oh, oh, I hear this one. Uh, limited playing time, power forward, Luke Walton. Oh, wow. That's, uh, a, that's a fun one. But yes, Carmen, to your gosh. point, uh, she basically doesn't even look like Khloe Kardashian anymore. Yeah, it's weird, man. <laughs> Super strange. It's weird. All that to say, that's about the only noticeable or, or Luke yeah, reputable Walton, players on this team. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty rough. Um, so it's another situation where you pretty much go with the best available player here. Um, however, I, I do want to just kind of preface with this. Like there's a, a little hope that down the line, LeBron's starting to have some success down in Miami. Maybe we can entice him to come back and win championship in his hometown. And we're holding on hope that he's going to come back and help us do that. So with all that being said, uh, we're trying to draft players to uh, entice him to come back and, and win a championship. So the Cleveland Cavaliers are ready to make their pick. With the fourth overall pick in the 2012 draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers are selecting a player they think could fit really well with Kyrie, grow with him, and also fit along alongside perfectly with LeBron James and Draymond Green. Yo. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. I yeah. have him outside my top 14, so that doesn't phase me at all. What? Interesting. Lord what? have mercy. Yeah. I, really? I don't want I don't want Dion. I don't want Harrison Barnes. Garbage. Give me Draymond. Wow. Super versatile. That's, that uh, blows that, my freaking mind because I think okay, Draymond but imagine Green it, though, outside of Kyrie Golden State guard, is garbage. Draymond at power forward, and then you have uh, LeBron coming at small forward a couple seasons later. Like that would be or a little more than that, but well, you get, regardless, you're gonna add like are you gonna add some historic completely... shooters around him so he all he has to do is rebound and pass. <laughs> True, but it completely changes the whole dynamic of the Warriors and like it, just the way the league looks moving forward. Plus, it 
you, you probably can trade Tristan Thompson down the line, or you can start him at center and play super small and have just maybe they're the ones that go small instead of the Warriors. You got Tristan I, Thompson, Draymond, Out of doing LeBron, all these Kyrie. redrafts, I feel like that's the pick I hate the most. <laughs> wow. Now, I will say in, in Taylor's defense, Draymond Green just comes off as an asshole, and he's kind of a dick to everybody. He is. He um, is. We see that all sure. the time. If there is one guy that can keep him straight as far as a player – I think it's probably LeBron. Yeah. Now LeBron isn't on He's this not there team. Yet. I think they would clash, man. Unless it's You'd, like unless really? you think it's a Rodman Michael Jordan situation. I, I I could almost see it like that. Now it would True. be interesting if Draymond went to Cleveland before LeBron came back. Draymond did well, and then LeBron rolled back in town and became the big guy on campus again. LeBron. I think that James. would make some some really interesting dynamics. But, but th- that's right, an interesting right. one. I, and I, I think what I was doing there is again I was kind of uh, looking towards the future, and knowing that LeBron's coming back, I love. I I just would be fascinated seeing Draymond and, and LeBron play alongside one another with Kyrie in there too. Well, That'd be looks so like fun. there would be no uh, nut slaps to Stephen Adams in the future <laughs> since he'd be <laughs> that's in the a East. Good point. He'd save that for the the Eastern Conference. That's right. Look out, Celtics. <laughs> All right, well, on to pick number five in this redraft, the Sacramento Kings. I will be making Every this selection. Every single year. God, dude, the Kings, what this whole redraft I hear like, they're series? in the top ten every single year uh, because they don't get the number one pick. Is that accurate? They're I in mean, the top ten every least, year because they're fucking stupid. You should at least hit on one of those. Oh. So it's not because God, they don't get the number one pick every single year? Well, the number one pick would have helped them, but, God, I don't even think God, Allah, and Yahweh all at the same time could help them. <laughs> you, see, you, just call, you just call Yahweh Yahweh? Yahweh. So uh, the, do, I, do I have to do the Vladi voice again this week? No. Okay. Who, oh, so Brandon Rabar, he did, the, he, did the, he did it the other he day, right? Borat. He did the yeah. Borat. He like Borat. I love my wife. Oh, my goodness. I was like, what is going on? Very nice. So All right. So <laughs> Sacramento Kings, 2011, end of 2011-2012 season, right before with this draft, uh, they had Isaiah Thomas, uh, Tyreek Evans, Tyreek, uh, DeMarcus like Cousins. Me too. Uh, backup center from DeMarcus Cousins, Hassan Whiteside, which is so on brand for, for the Kings, so on brand. I forgot about um, that. Jason Thompson played power forward for them. Uh, bench guard of Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer. Uh, they had Travis Outlaw and John Salmons. Uh, just just why, why were they so bad? That's actually not a bad squad. Yeah, it dude, Tyreek was, Tyreek was 17-5-5. year? Uh, Tyreek was rookie of the year the year previous. So yeah, and he's or yeah. two years previous. But like they had, I mean, like Isaiah Isaiah can't play defense, but that's a pretty okay squad. They had a lot of guys that could score the ball on that team. But they also but had so, attitude issues. Yeah, one thing that this team needs uh, is probably help at the wing because yes, Tyreek Evans is nice, but you're starting uh, Marcus Thornton at shooting guard. Uh, your bench wings are li- like I said, Salmons, uh, Travis Outlaw, uh, Francisco Garcia. So they really need wing help. And looking in the draft, there's a lot of wings. So we feel like we can take a flyer on a wing here and hopefully have them pan out. And maybe we'll f- make a pick that will alter our future where we won't be in the goddamn lottery for the <laughs> next forever. So, uh. with that being said, the Sacramento Kings are ready to make their pick. With the fifth overall pick in the 2012 draft, the Sacramento Kings will select wing Chris Middleton. Oh, a great I love great that choice. pick. That's where he had him going. 
Yeah, I think this makes a lot of sense because Tyreek is so versatile that you could slide him to the two. two, Or the three. uh, Or the three. You could play Chris Middleton at the three or the four. Um, Hopefully Chris Middleton becomes Chris Middleton in Sacramento. Uh, But if he does, I mean, again, like you said, Kamir, Isaiah Isaiah Thomas cannot play defense. But Tyreek, Chris Middleton, and then... Boogie Cousins, like that's, you've got the talent there at least. Yeah, yeah, you've got the talent. You've got the talent there. You've so, got it. Uh, I love that we already have two players uh, that went round. in the second round already in our top five, which yep. is awesome. Uh, next pick, the Portland Trailblazers at number six. Kamiar, you're on the clock. They didn't get okay. Dang. Well. <clears throat> We got a really, really good player at point guard in Raymond Felton, who the Trailblazers just absolutely love. Ray Ray. He is a fan. He came back so fat from that lockout. (laughs) He is a fan favorite. And remember, Johnny Flynn's also on this team, so good job, Portland. You had legitimately Jamal Crawford. As a backup, too, you know, 14-2-3 game. Wes Matthews, still healthy. Defensive 3-and-D guy, 14-3-2. Batum, again, still healthy. Really good wing player, really versatile. Um, you have uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, who wants to be a trailblazer for life. He said it to us, and we believe him. He wants to be have his jersey in the Raptors at 22-8. and eight. And then we really... Man, we really just need a center because we've got some dude named Kurt. We've got some dude named Joel Prisbilla. And then we've got Hashim to beat, but I don't think he's going to stick around for much longer, to be honest. Um, So, I think we're ready to make our pick. With the sixth pick in the 2012 NBA Draft the Portland Trailblazers are shoring up everything in the middle in Andre Drummond. Oh, Gonna get good. all the rebounds so Marcus Aldridge can just focus oh, I kinda, on offense. I glossed over that name. That's a good pick. Like that's a that's an interesting one. Yeah, that's a really big front line. Like you, Lamarcus Aldridge, because they're not playing small ball yet. So no, Lamarcus like Aldridge, this is when the Thunder needed Perk to guard guys yeah. like Gasol and Bynum. Like Lamarcus Aldridge and Andre Drummond, a are getting all the rebounds. You could do so much with them, and like, you know, of course Raymond Felton doesn't come back after this year, uh, they because they have Damian Lillard, right? But you can find an average, you can find an average point guard, or just play what they did a lot was Jamal Crawford at the point guard. Um, and you can just play, honestly, if things didn't work out on the wing, you play Jamal Crawford at the point, Wes Matthews at the two, Batum at the three, Aldridge at the four, and Andre Drummond at the five. I mean, there's a lot of scoring value there. Uh, you've got a lot of defense on uh, two through four, and then, of course, Drummond's not the best defender, but, man, he'll get you 25 rebounds a game. And uh, So anything, any brick that Crawford or whatever throws up, I mean, they're still going to get a score off of it. So you've got two – not elite big men for their time offensively especially rebounding and some pretty good wings um but of course the point guard stuff still sucks <laughs> <laughs> like you know like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna select i'm not gonna select Dion waiters to put point guard yeah no like if you can't get damian lillard you probably don't want to take a point guard until maybe we're out of the lottery 
that's what I was thinking. So, yeah, I'm with you. All right, well, I think that's an interesting pick. I like that one. Um, Portland looks way, way, way different yeah. in the future uh, with this draft now. <clears throat> All right, on to pick number seven, the Golden State Warriors. I hate them. And Taylor is on the clock. Golden State Warriors, uh, not the best season for Golden State. Finished the the 2011-2012 season 13th in the West, 23 and 43 record. Hashtag light years. But you know what? There's some 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 reason to be optimistic about this team. Um, some guy named I don't even know this guy's first name. This is terrible. Charles Jenkins. Um, he probably won't be playing for us much longer. Uh, he was a starting point guard this year. Uh, Darrell Wright played small forward for us, averaged 10 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists. However, we have a power forward in David Lee who really can put up some solid numbers. 20 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. We're really happy to have David on this team. And uh, some center, I can't even pronounce his last name because he only averaged 2 points and 4 rebounds. He's garbage. But there's two guys on this team that we are really excited about. Two young guys. Clay Thompson, the shooting guard. Uh, Averaged 13 points and two rebounds for us, two assists this season. Uh, We think he has a lot of potential. One of the the purest forms that we've seen, as well as Steph Curry coming off the bench this season for us at the backup point guard position, actually averaged 15 points, three rebounds, five assists. We really think it's time to give Steph a little more room to grow, and we think that he will be a starter for us moving forward. Could even be a a transformative player moving forward as well. Uh, Brandon Rush is another name. Nate Robinson are two guys that uh, are getting some playing time. But outside of that, it's pretty rough. So what we're looking for here is is somebody who's super versatile. Um, Obviously, there was a guy that we were expecting to go much later in the draft, but the Cleveland Cavaliers were so savvy and picked this guy at at four overall. We think he could have been a steal. But you know what? There's a guy that we really like. (laughs) There's a guy that we really like that, that is on our board that is still available, and so we are ready to make this pick. The Golden State Warriors are going to select Harrison Barnes, 7th overall in the 2012 draft. We love his versatility. Uh, he's a small forward that we really need, uh, particularly if we're going to move forward building around Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. And we think Harrison Barnes can be that guy for us. We love what he brings to the floor. Uh, he can play some small forward or power forward. And uh, we're, we're excited to see what, what he can do. We'll see what happens with our coaching situation. Maybe we'll stick with Mark Jackson. Maybe there's somebody else who can come along and kind of transform our team. Uh, but for now... We're going to go with Harrison Barnes. Why are you picking the Warriors players? <laughs> I lo- love the Warriors. Love no, Harrison, I, I, Harrison I Barnes is like fringe. <laughs> yeah. is, is fringe lottery for me. Like, I mean, gosh. Look at the small what are you doing the over there, Taylor? What are you, do- what are you Myers, doing? Like, what's Leonard, in the water in T-Town? Moe Harkless, Evan you drinking? Are you Jake drinking Crowder? that water that's coming from <laughs> Elon Musk's little statue uh, thing? Like, what is going on thing. up there? <laughs> I, I agree that Golden State should have taken a wing. Um, there's so, so many a, better ones. <laughs> that, that's an interesting one. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> others I might be able to have taken. I thought um, I would have taken Fournier and Crowder over Barnes. I, I thought Jay Crowder <sighs> See, would have been an interesting. I thought there. about Crowder, but I still like Harrison, young Harrison at least. Uh, Harry Barry, like Crowder overall, but a lot of that is due to Draymond and, and his impact that he had on the team. Um, and I'm not sure Harrison's the same player. If Jamie maybe Green Evan Fournier, I really like Evan Fournier. Fournier is a solid player, and and like, he could space the floor with Clay and stuff. I think, That'd be interesting. I think about players that can take control over a game if they're like one of the only good players in their teams. So like Harrison Barnes, he actually did that for Dallas in the early years. Like he averaged like 20 something whatever points in Dallas when they sucked. Uh, Jay Crowder can't do that. But Evan Fournier can. So 
Uh, it just depends on what you're looking for. Uh, you look you look for what is it? You look for defense and, and versatility. And, and versatility. Yep. I think that's Jake a Crowder good point. Offers that. I think I don't know. I like Evan Fournier there, but I just don't Google pictures of him. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a it's not a bad it's not a bad pick as i keep on thinking about it but I <laughs> you're really, talking yourself I, into it slowly i guess man it's like a slow death because like all these <laughs> all these wings i have like i have wings slotted at seven eight nine and ten and yeah, not gets, one of them was harrison barnes it gets kind of oh, oh see like myers leonard jeremy lamb uh mo harkless hey watch oh. your mouth about myers leonard will right? barton will barton's kind of fun <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I have in in from seven through ten, I've got in no particular order. I've got Ross, Barton, Crowder, and Fournier. Okay, huh? Nice. Harrison nice. Barnes is the the next wing. Well, Ross, after. I'm considering a shooting guard. I don't want to take Ross because you have Clay. But true, true. That is more shooting. Clay, you you could bump Clay to the three. Yeah, true. Small because they're gonna play small ball anyways. But anyways, <laughs> all right. Before we go on to pick number eight. Taylor's going to take a quick second to tell you about how you can go make some money at betonline.ag. Guys, there is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, BetOnline. NASCAR is back, and BetOnline has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7. Or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament that you can enter for free. And live right now on BetOnline's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary and what they're calling the final dance. A lot of interesting tidbits there, especially from uh, none other than Horace Grant, who seems to always have something to say. So be sure to go to their YouTube channel and check that out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. All right, so let's move on. Pick number eight, I am on the clock for the Toronto Raptors. So this season we started Jose Calderon, DeMar DeRozan, James Johnson at the three, Amir Johnson at the four, and our center, a guy named Aaron Gray. Aaron Uh, Gray. Our backups, Jared Bayless, Andrea Bargnani, uh, Alan Anderson. So we could use some help in a lot of spots here. Now, we're pretty confident we're going to be able to trade for a pretty established point guard and get rid of Jose. We're also pretty confident that we've got a young center uh, coming up in Jonas Valanciunas uh, who would be good for us. So we're looking forward to to both of those guys. So really we need help kind of in the bigger wing section and, and small forwards and power forwards. Um, Andre Bargnani is just not it. Amir Johnson's okay. James Johnson's okay, but he's probably playing a little bit out of position. So we want to kind of go with a wing here. And like we've been talking about, there is a plethora of wings available. Uh, A lot of guys that we think could fit this role really well for us. Um, We were hoping to get Harrison Barnes here. Unfortunately, uh, Taylor took him off the board, though. So with that all being said, I think we are ready to make our pick. With the eighth overall pick in the 2012 draft, the Toronto Raptors are going to select Jay Crowder. That's fun on uh, on the Raptors. Yeah, I was right torn on, really between pal. between 
Say it again. Said right on, pal. That's where I had him going. It's all it's all going according <laughs> it's to all plan. Falling really. into place. Besides like, Taylor's picks, everything has gone according to plan. <laughs> nice. I'm dead serious. I have mapped yeah. it out perfectly. Besides Taylor's picking I'm, I'm Dre at four. I'm derailing you. <laughs> For Toronto, yeah. I was torn between Jay and one other player, uh, but I think Jay Crowder's the right pick Who's here because of player? how versatile. Who's the other player? Uh, do I want to tell you? I, I mean, guess I'll tell are you, you going to Sam Presti me? Yeah. No, I was thinking about maybe going Will Barton and just playing him strictly Ooh, at the three. Interesting. Uh, especially since Will can shoot from the outside yes, and can. DeMar DeRozan cannot and will not. Uh, getting some outside shooting would be nice. But I like Jay Crowder's versatility here and his ability to play both forward positions. Man, I should be I should be an NBA GM. All this is falling according <laughs> to plan besides Taylor ruining everything. All right, well, let's keep the train really. going then, Kamiar. You are on Just the clock for Darryl the Detroit Moore. Pistons. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm drafting for the bad boys. And you know what? Our, our team, it's not too bad. Not too bad. We've got Brandon Knight. Uh, before DeAndre Jordan assassinated him on the basketball floor when he dunked on him. <laughs> Remember all those memes, especially the ones know. from Friday where it says, don't get up, Brandon, don't get up. <laughs> uh, they also had Rodney Stuckey when he was good, 15-3-4. Uh, yeah. Rodney Stuckey was good. Like People forget about him. And didn't, Rodney, didn't Stuckey play a little bit in Indiana too? Am I crazy? I don't know. Anyways. No, I think you're right. Orlando and Indiana. Or, no, or, was, or, oh, was, yeah. or was Stucky? He he played for the Pistons multiple times, I feel like, though. He was there for a minute. I'm looking it up. Uh, and they had Ben Gordon, too. And Ben Gordon was actually yeah. a nice player. Um, you had Tayshaun Prince, who's actually a holdover from their their title Championship team. Championship days, yep. And they also still had Ben Wallace, who was also a holdover, too. And he wasn't starting at that time. It was Greg Monroe. And Greg then you have, Monroe. yeah, right. And then you have several power forwards. Like they were, they were pretty heavy actually. Like they, Tayshawn Prince as a three was six nine, six ten with shoes. Okay, lots of length, they, lots of size. Had, yeah, they had Jason Maxiel, who's seven and five. Jonas Yerebko, nine and five. Who, of course, we know is not like a traditional big. He's a stretch four. Like Tayshawn Prince could probably do a lot better job than Jonas Yerebko. Uh, and then Charlie Villanueva, no eyebrows uh, over there. So he has to wear super, super tight headbands. And so, you know, this is, again, this is not really a bad team. Um, the Besides really what they've got at the four, uh, they just don't have a key player there. So, you know, I think the bad boys are ready to keep on living up to their image uh, with my next pick. With the ninth pick in the 2012 NBA draft, the Detroit Pistons are selecting Will Barton. They're going to play him at the three, and with the intention of Tayshaun Prince moving up to the four in some small ball basketball with Greg Monroe at the five. Nice. Now, um, Rodney Stuckey did play in Indiana. It was Ben Gordon who played in Orlando. That's who I was thinking of for Orlando. Okay. Oh, okay. But, yeah, huh. uh, Stuckey <laughs> – most of his career in Detroit and spent like the last three years of his career in Indiana. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I knew he played in Detroit for a long time because on the two K on all the two K games he was always in Detroit. And then yeah, Brandon Knight used to be good, and then he became a joke. Yeah. Tayshawn Prince. I remember when he was like a pivotal player. He was like their Rodman when the they won those titles with Rip Hamilton. Yeah, um, he and was Chauncey. really. 
in Chauncey Billups, he was really pivotal in that. He was just so long. They were so good defensively. He could yeah, play he was the, a really good defender. He would play the modern day four. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he averaged would. 13, remember 5, Remember when he played Memphis? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so I remember, I remember like, I kept on making fun of how he looked like the woman from Friday Night Lights, Vince, <laughs> Vince, uh, Vince Howard's mom, because of all the freckles on his face. You put a wig on him, look, look, they look the same. Um, but yeah, I think you would, if you move Tayshawn Prince to the four and you plug in Will Barton or like maybe somebody like Dion Waiters, Dion would fit that bad boy image so well. Yeah, he would. Um, but I Dion think... would show up drunk to so many games. <laughs> like he, well, he, he already shows up high off the plane. So, um, but I think that would be fun for the Pistons. Would that make them over the hump? Probably not. Would they score points and likely be a little like again like another fun Eastern Conference team you could root for? Yeah. Um, so I really like that for them going forward. There's there's just several wings in this draft that aren't going to put you over the edge, but that are pretty good wings and serviceable as we know today. Like a lot of these guys. Fournier, Crowder, Barton, Ross, all these guys, Barnes, all these guys are formidable wings that are like they're yeah. NBA players, you know? A they're not like Abdul Nader. Lots of serviceable like, wings. Yeah, like Ab- Abdul Nader, he's becoming serviceable, right? But like he's not going to start. But all these guys are starters in the league, at least. Yeah, yep, for sure. All right, Taylor, you are on the clock making the second selection of the night Please cut. for the New Orleans Hornets. <laughs> Don't mess this up. So, uh, so, so what Golden State Warriors players, uh, future Golden State Warrior players on this list that I can pick from? Uh, I'm running out of options here. But with all that being said, I've already kind of gone over the Pelicans roster earlier. Um, what it really comes down to is we want to try and get the most talent around Anthony Davis as possible. One thing I'm looking at this roster is we have a lot of shooters, a lot of scorers, uh, Eric Gordon, uh, Marco Bellinelli, uh, some sh- sharp shooters. And with Anthony Davis down low, giving him space seems critical and really important to what we're trying to do moving forward. And so with all that being said, I think we already have our pick, and it's not because Calmer bullied me into it earlier. It's because I actually think this guy could fit really well next to Anthony Davis. With the 10th overall pick in the 2012 draft, the New Orleans Pelicans are selecting Evan, selecting Evan Fournier. I like that pick. I, I like how he good, fits next to, next to AD. And like I said, so good. You, you combine that with Trevor Ariza, Marco Bellinelli, Eric Gordon, uh, a bunch of guys who can shoot, and that just gives Anthony Davis so much room to function and operate, especially if, as he's developing and, and learning. I, I think that could be a really good fit. And hey, maybe uh, that encourages AD to step out and expand his range a little bit from outside earlier on in his career. So uh, who knows? Could be a good a good impact on him. I like Evan Fournier a lot. Like he's yeah, he's I high high caliber three-point shooter scorer he's ugly as hell but he's really good and have you guys like just i don't know <laughs> have you guys ever been down to the smoothie king center down in new orleans I have not. i've driven by it but i've never been there before so like you saying that you got to see a game there it's great and it but it's like like when you like you think you you think you see Popeye's commercials and you think you see Popeye's everything or Zatarain's commercials in Oklahoma? Oh my gosh, dude. Like you have the Popeye's and Zatarain's plants right next door to the Smoothie King Center and to the Mercedes-Benz Dome to where like when you're walking outside the stadium, all you can smell is that Zatarain spicy rice. It's like, it's like, it's actually, because I like it. So I'm like, oh, this is, 
this is wonderful but at the same time it's like when you're driving to Edmond and me and Jake know this like when we commuted to UCO for undergrad when you get that, dog food. that that northern wind <laughs> comes that northern wind is just blows down uh, south right where your car is coming and you just get a big old whiff of dog food that's what it smells like uh going down to new orleans especially down to the smoothie king center and one of my favorite things about the smoothie king center is like you get like legitimate and really nice smoothies <laughs> during the game but yeah man like i really like that 48 pick he's he's very underrated i feel like as a wing in yeah. the nba he he's really crafty. Yeah, like I would love him on the Thunder. Actually, like this version of the Thunder, next year's version of the Thunder. I was hoping OKC would be able to get him when they still had Russ. I, I just I really like him as a player and what he can contribute to a team. And he's a guy that doesn't need the ball in his hands twenty four seven. And he, he's like Clay Thompson light. He's just a volume scorer. Can do a lot of things well. Just don't Google pictures of him. <laughs> All right. So the Portland Trail Blazers are on the clock next again. They have pick number 11. Earlier, we selected Andre Drummond. Uh, just to rehash one more time what our roster looks like. Now we have Drummond at center, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge at power forward, Nick Batum, Wes Matthews, and our point guard was Raymond Felton. We're not bringing him back. Uh, Why not? We, we don't think we're going to be able to retain Jamal Crawford. He's going to be a free agent this year. That leaves our bench really thin. And it leaves our starting point guard uh, up for grabs. Now, looking at it, leaves this it draft, really thin. Leaves your starting point guard really, really thin. After yeah. you had Dick Daddy Ray. Now, looking at the rest of the draft, there's no point guards that really jump off the page at us. We don't want to bring in a rookie to be our starting point guard, but there are some good point guards that are going to be free agents this summer. Uh, guys like Goran Dragic, maybe. Uh, guys like George Hill, um, DJ Augustine. So there's some players that we feel like we could go out and get and bring in to start at point guard force and kind of fill that role. So we're going to focus on maybe finding somebody that can fill uh, a bench scoring role for us now that Jordan Crawford is not Jordan Crawford, Jamal Crawford. Sorry, we talked about Jordan earlier. Uh, Jamal Crawford's probably leaving us this summer. We got our eye on a guy who we think that if we get in our system, can learn from Wes Matthews and become really, really good. And so with that, we are ready to make our pick. With the 11th pick in the 2012 draft, the Portland Trailblazers will select Dion Waiters. Oh, man. That's a good I, pick. I, I like knew that. it was coming. Get your weight up. Waiters Get Island. your weight up. No, I like legitimately, I think the, the logic there, it, the logic is kind of there. We, we've filled the spot of center already with Kamiar's pick. Um, I, I don't want to take Austin Rivers to be my starting point guard. Yeah, of course not. I don't want to do it. No way in hell I'm touching Kendall Marshall. Yep. Right? There's really no other point is. guards here that I want to take. So let's take our chances out in free agency and get somebody to come start for this team. And this team is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then so instead of Jamal Crawford coming off the bench, you'd have Dion coming off the bench. Um, you get somebody at your point guard, and then the rest of your roster is is pretty well set. Yeah, I mean, I have I have no complaints. Huh? Actually, the next season uh, was the season they got Eric Maynard as well. Interesting. Fun fact. Eric Maynard. I also think that um, Dion actually could learn a lot from Wes Matthews. 
Yeah. And if D- if Dion went there and that's had like what a we mentor, wanted him to be like when it, he was exactly. in AKC. and similar. Yeah, builds. that's it's kind of funny. Partially what he started to become, you know, like a poor man's uh, Kevin Durant, West Matthews screwed us on America's birthday. So <laughs> thanks, Kevin. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> thanks, unforgivable. Kev. All right, call me all you're up. Pick number 12 for the Houston Rockets. So <laughs> tough. Man, looking at this depth chart, I totally forgot about this <laughs> entire team. They had Kyle Lowry. The Kyle Lowry. Guard. They had Good Kyle time. Lowry, Goran Dragic, and Earl Boykins all at their rotation for point guard. Isn't that unreal? It's awesome. And then they had Kevin Martin, uh, Courtney Lee. Gosh. Chandler Parsons. That's the same player. What? Kevin Martin and Courtney Lee are like the same player. Except Courtney Lee can play some defense. (laughs) Chase Budinger, Luis Scola, before he sucked. Uh, Patrick Patterson is still there. I forgot about that. Marcus Morris (laughs) at the four. Uh, uh, What is it? Is it Samuel D'Alembert? Yeah. And then, then some guy named Greg Smith. But, like, that's, like, that roster is actually not bad. Like, as for in the if you zoomed into the future, that's not a that's not bad. I mean, like, yeah. of course, Marcus Morris would be playing up, and then Courtney Lee would be playing up. But that's, uh, yeah, man, like, I don't see how this team was bad. Like, uh, almost all these players averaged double digits. That's incredible. Um, but I could do one of two things. I could say, hey, this is draft night, and... We have nothing. We have no idea what's going to happen in the future. That's what I could say, or I could do what Jake said and say, "Hey, we know what's going to happen in the future uh, in October, and we're going to get James Harden, and we're going to trade away all of these dudes, and it's going to be so different." Um, I'm going to act like I have no idea what's going to happen in the following. In the, I like it. In the following months to come. <laughs> so, I mean, the Rockets, re- realistically, we need a big man, okay? We do need a big man. Uh, I forget the GM's name at the time. I don't think it's Maury. Um, but at the same time, we've got dudes like Kyle Lowry, Goran Dragic, Kevin Martin, Courtney Lee, Chandler Parsons. You know, we've got Chase Budinger. You know, two white guys at the wings, not usually the best part going on there. So we scold up like we've got a lot of dudes here that can make it work. So I think the Houston Rockets really know what they want to do as far as going forward here. So we're ready to make our selection. With the twelfth pick in the NBA draft the Houston Rockets are going to select the very sleepy Jeremy Lamb. Oh, same spot and everything. I didn't want to pick Austin Rivers. I just didn't I, want to do it. I was wondering if yeah. you were going to. I could have done I thought about Mike Scott really heavily. Yep. That's an interesting one. Yeah, I think Jeremy might be the right pick here though. Yeah. At, at all. He can play 3. Fell in the place again. He can play three. He's a better scorer when given the opportunity like you saw in Charlotte than Chandler Parsons. He can create more than Chase Budinger. Luis Scola is going to be good for a few more years. Patrick Patterson is going to be off and on for a few more years. Uh, but man, I really debated between picking Mike Scott and, and uh, Jeremy Lamb. And Jeremy yeah. Lamb. It, what, there was no Austin Rivers because they have, like, 
Houston has three point guards, and they're yeah. all relatively pretty decent, actually. So, and like we mentioned earlier in this, I think it was in the draft. I can't remember if we talked about this on air or before the pod, but we're at the point in the draft now in the lottery where you don't have to take like best available because you can't really you just differentiate. Fit your needs, maybe. So, so you start looking more at need now. Yeah. Unless like, there's somebody that's like head, head and shoulders above best available. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of at the point where you take need. Yeah, it's true. It's a good point. All right. The Phoenix Suns at pick number 13. Taylor is on the clock. Well, speaking of need, this is an incredibly interesting team. Uh, they finished 10th in the West this season, and, or this past season, 33 and 33. Um, not quite good enough to make it into the playoffs, but when you look at the roster, it's really kind of surprising. You have Steve Nash at point guard and an aging superstar, but nevertheless still a star and can obviously contribute. He averaged 13 points, 3 rebounds, and 11 assists this year. Uh, just an incredible distributor, but not putting up points like he, he has in his, his prime. Uh, Jared Dudley, a shooting guard. A, a, a shooting guard? A shooting guard. Jesus. Because that is how much the game has changed. Fast forward to present day 2020. Pretty Jared wild. Fat. 13 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists. I don't have his like his full box score here, or uh, I could look at what he averaged. Two point, I'm kind of curious. 2-point percentage, 3-point percentage, etc. But Jared Dudley, a shooting guard. Listen to some of these other names. I'm taking off my GM hat here for a second because I just find this roster fascinating. An aging, speaking of aging, Grant Hill, a small forward, 10, pa- 10 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. Channing Fry, a young Channing Fry at power forward, 11.6 rebounds. Marcin Gortat, 15 points, 10 rebounds at center that year, which was pretty interesting, but this bench is pretty funny. Uh, Sebastian Telfair, another former Thunder player, 6 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists. Sebastian before the guns. Before, before the guns. <laughs> Uh, Markeith Morris, speaking of the Morris twins, Markeith was on his team as backup power forward. They had Robin Lopez as their backup center, and they had another former player, a Thunder player, and Ronnie Price. So, um, honestly, pretty deep. I'm kind of surprised they didn't crack that top eight. Um, but nevertheless, I think it comes down to fit for this team. They're going to try and make maybe one more push before a certain Steve Nash heads to LA with Dwight Howard and, uh, and, they take the, the Suns tank and, and look for a young player named Devin Booker coming off Kentucky in the next three four years. So uh, with all that being said, I think the Phoenix Suns are ready to make their selection. So there was a couple players we considered here, but we're going to go ahead with Terrence Ross. We feel like he can be a great score coming off the bench for us super athletic freakishly athletic uh, can provide scoring for this team and maybe over the next season or two can give us that last little push we need to make the playoffs before we decide to blow this up and uh, head a different direction hashtag tank for Devin Booker you know you're a real bastard <laughs> I, I was thinking about Mike Scott again like Kamiar said um, Michael Scott Michael Scott. I was, I was gonna take Michael Scott with the next pick with Milwaukee. That he'd be fun in Milwaukee. He's kind of a kind of a poor poor man's uh, Middleton in a way. Yeah, yeah. So uh, no, it, that's a good pick. That makes sense. So it's that's such an interesting, I'll allow it. strange, random roster that Phoenix had. <laughs> yeah, on paper you think it would be really, really good, but uh, they struggled. Yeah, like you said, you know, you would think that they would have had a shot at that eight seed, but you said they made it to 10th. Yeah. 10th at 33 yeah, a, l- a little surprising, a little surprising for sure. Um, 
All right. Well, I guess we are on to the last pick, which is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks with pick number 14. So the Bucks this season, we started Brandon Jennings, uh, Monta. No, I'm looking at the wrong season. Hold on. <laughs> Brandon Jennings, Sean Livingston, Carlos Sean Delfino, Urson uh, Ilyasova, and then our center was Drew Gooden. Uh, although we are high on Larry Sanders, and he's probably high too. Um, <laughs> and, and we might start him next year. We've got our bench is pretty interesting. We've got uh, Bino, Pino. Bino Udra. We've got Mike Dunleavy. Tobias Harris is on this team. Uh, Luke Mba Mute, recently retired John Luer, is on this team. So looking at our roster, we are we feel like we're pretty good. Um, so we're just going to draft best available here. Uh, and that is a little difficult, um, because it's hard to differentiate on, on who's going to be the best moving forward. Um, but I think we're ready to make our pick with the 14th overall pick and the last pick in the 2012 lottery redraft. The Milwaukee Bucks are going to select Mo Harkless. There you go. I like that. Three and D, baby. Mo Harkless. He seems like he fits pretty okay in Milwaukee. Yeah. Like again, he'd probably come off the bench for them. Um, maybe he starts in place of Carlos Del- Delfino. Uh, the next season, they're going to start Luke and Bob Mute at small forward, so you could slide him uh, at the four or the five. Really, you don't uh, know Mo. He, he, I think he makes sense in either spot. So to recap our draft real quick, Anthony Davis, number one, to the uh, the Hornets, not the Pelicans. Brad Beal, number two, to Charlotte. Washington gets Damian Lillard. Cleveland Ooh. gets Draymond Green. Jeez. Sacramento gets Chris Middleton. Portland gets Andre Drummond. Golden State Warriors pick up Harrison Barnes. Jay Crowder goes to Toronto. Will Barton to Detroit. Evan Fournier to New Orleans. Dion Waiters to Portland, Jeremy Lamb to Houston, Phoenix picks up Terrence Ross, and Milwaukee snags Mo Harkless. Taylor Kamiar, out of this redraft, which one of the picks do you find the, the most fun or interesting uh, or the you, you enjoy hypothesizing about the most? The three that stand out to me are back-to-back-to-back. Damian Lillard going to Washington, Draymond, or sorry, uh, Bradley Bill going to Charlotte, Damian going to Washington, uh, and then Chris Middleton in Sacramento. Those three really stick out to me. I think those would be fun and fascinating. Um, potentially could change the direction of those franchises. I really like Draymond the, Green, Cleveland. I knew two, it, Kamiar. I really like the two. <laughs> I like the Portland picks uh, because instead of giving, getting Dame, you get a lot of help in the front line with, you know, now you have Lamarck Soldiers and Andre Drummond, and then yeah. you get Dion Waiters for the future as far as what you already have. And, I mean, I just really like what that could do for their direction because, you know, you're not going to go and, and wallow in, you know, you're not going to go waller around in Detroit, and you're not going to go waller around in Cleveland. You're going to go to Portland where they actually play basketball and they actually make players better. Um, so... Yeah, like with Terry Stotts and all those guys that are, that are up there. So I really like just the two picks that Portland would have made in Dion and Drummond, and that would have changed the course of the franchise, and I wonder what that would have done. And if Where Nick Batum now? and, and uh, oh, who's the shooting guard? Wes Matthews. Matthews. And if Nick, Nick Batum and Wes Matthews could have stayed healthy, and Uncle Ray Ray. that would have been a fun team. 
Yeah. So let me ask you this. In, in reality, in this draft, Portland <laughs> picked up Damian Lillard and Myers Leonard. Now in our redraft, they get Andre Drummond, Dion Waiters. What which route do you think would have made Portland a better team? What they actually did or or what our redraft did? I think what Dam- they actually did. Getting Damian, Damian Lillard's best player. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think the ceiling of Damian Lillard, even though Myers Leonard didn't pan out, Damian Lillard hit so well that I don't think the combination of Drummond and and uh my boy Dion uh, mm-hmm. can can reach that level, but I love that Dion went at four and Damian went at six. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Um, no, I I really like the Portland picks as well. Kamiar, um, Brad Beal with Kemba Walker is fascinating to me, and then the other one that I really like probably would be Chris I, Middleton I to hate Sacramento. Draymond yeah. Green at four. <laughs> you could have taken this man literally any other Think time. about it. Think about it. LeBron and Trey. But you're under, you're operating under the assumption that Draymond no, comes no, with he still an asshole been great sitting there waiting for him. Him and Kyrie would have been great together. They just would have killed one another. It's fine. Gosh. <laughs> hate God. That, that would have been a fun pairing. Can you imagine? Like in the locker room. I hate all of that pick. Uh. <laughs> He's not or, that good. Yes, he is. No, he's not. You take Draymond Green out of <laughs> he's Steve Kerr's system. But he was a nobody. David Lee made an all-star game. And they said, yeah, let's try Draymond Green. And he was actually <laughs> better because they were, like, were functioned around ball movement, this guy getting all the rebounds and kicking people in the nuts. Like, you put him <laughs> in Detroit. If he gets drafted by Detroit, he's a nobody. And, and he does I think out. I agree with that. I think Draymond has to end up in the right system to be good. Golden well, State for him to even is care, a really good system. I think to put forth the effort. You put Draymond Green on the Knicks, and he does not become anything. You put Draymond Green on the Knicks, he's <laughs> probably in jail in three years. <laughs> you put him in Sacramento, he does not become uh... anything. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed our 2012 redraft. Uh, the redraft has been a fun segment for us. We're going to keep it going. Uh, I don't know how much longer <laughs> we can keep it going, to be honest. All the way back. 2000. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, in October. So, the 1978 redraft. <laughs> no, we're not going to go on that There's far like for sure. Teams. But uh, Hey, more and more news keeps coming out. The league is going to return. We should have some news on that coming Friday whenever Adam Silver has the Board of Governors call. So, it's if exciting. some substantial stuff comes out of that, you might be on the lookout for a 30-minute special emergency podcast from us. May happen. If this is your first time checking out The Uncontested, dude, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed what you heard. Uh, if you did, make sure you subscribe. We're dropping new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. If you're a longtime listener, keep it up. We appreciate you. Regardless, if you've listened one time or a thousand, please go drop a five-star rating for us. It means a lot. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing with all of our different uh, sessions and our, our segments, We would love to hear that. We read all of our ratings and reviews, and it just helps other people see the podcast and it helps us grow. So that would mean a lot to us. It it doesn't take very long at all, about 30 seconds. I want to grow. Make sure to check out (laughs) betonline.ag. That's all I got. Have a good rest of your weekend. We will be back with you Friday morning. Friday morning. And until then, thunder up. I almost just broke my chair and fell down. <laughs> we almost lost Tommy. <laughs> Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. 
legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.